The Super Bowl is finally in the books, folks. And now we're jumping right into 2023 NFL free agency. Today, we're going to be breaking down the AFC West. What is next for the Kansas City Chiefs, the Super Bowl champs? Who is on the move? How is that going to impact them heading into 2023? We're going to break it down on today's show, along with the rest of that AFC West squads. Before we do, make sure you follow us across the board at Razball Fantasy on YouTube, IG, and TikTok. Before you go anywhere, subscribe. Hit the like button. Hit all that. Leave a comment on these today. We're really excited to break down these. We're going to be doing all eight divisions over the next few weeks. So make sure you hop on to the Rasball Fantasy YouTube channel. And join us on the audio side as well. We're on Apple Podcasts and also on Spotify across the board or wherever you get your podcasts as well. But make sure you finally go into Rasball.com. When I tell you we do, not only do we do football, we do basketball, hockey, and baseball. So we have every sport you need all year long, and we're excited to be breaking out all this great content all offseason for football. But today's show is on the AFC West and the NFL free agency in 2023. Let's start the show right now. All right, folks, we're, we're, we're live from the dorm room, hanging out with Jacob Chardo. You can follow him on Twitter. I don't have you. I don't see your Twitter handle on here. What's your Twitter handle, Jacob? It's very simple. It's just at my name, at Jacob Chardo on Twitter. That's, Beautiful. It, it's simple. It's just as easy as yours, but I don't. I forgot to put it in there. So let's... You know, that's on me. That should have been in the notes. That's on me. But Jacob's here to help us out, break down the AFC West. Jacob, how's, how's life going, man? You, how's the Super Bowl? Did you do anything fun? What are your thoughts from that game? Oh man, what were my thoughts from the Super Bowl? <laughs> that was a great game. I think we'll stay. I think we'll start with that. I mean, that was fantastic. Anytime you get a 38 35 final score, I mean, chances are it was a great game. Those are the two best teams in the league. I think that was that was great to see, right? The two best teams in the league facing off. There was there was no flukes. Those were the teams that should have been in the Super Bowl. It was annoying at the end that um that the refs kind of interjected themselves. So there's back and forth. Should it should that hold have been called? It was a hold. But should it have been called that late in the game? Pretty much handing the the Lombardi Trophy to the Chiefs at that point. Yeah, I don't know. I don't necessarily think it should have been called, but I I do understand both sides of it. And, and to be fair, the Eagles did not stop the Chiefs on any possession in the second half, so they can sit and they can cry about the refs all they want. But you know, when Mahomes has come down and scoring every single possession in the second half, there's not much you can do. I think the problem was that he did target Juju. So, like, Juju does the route. The route, the whole purpose of that concept is to bait that DB in and then twist out so that he fell for it. Bradbury fell for it, and he did grab on. And the problem is Mahomes threw the lob up, and that contact totally threw off the timing of the play. So it's like, if he doesn't touch him, does the pass even get completed? We don't know. We're not 100% sure. But it's probably a lot closer than it looked if Bradbury doesn't hold on to them. But I agree. Let them play. Who cares? Like, I listen, the Ram, outside of the Rams Saints PI a couple of years ago, which was egregious. That was crazy. I don't know. That I, would, I, would, I normally was... err on the side, just let them play. Yeah. I mean, that was the fact that that led to that one play led to a complete rule change. Like, like there were there was buzz about it, but it was that one play that we were like, all right, it's time to, yeah. time to, get this in order you know what the craziest part for me is like we have the technology now to have these expedited reviews in the nfl but it seems like you hear the guy on, on the on the broadcast talking about these expedited re- reviews but they only do it sometimes it's like if we have all this technology if we have a team in new york and we have all this technology why are we even dealing with of course you don't want to take the jobs away yeah. from the refs but but 
Like, come on. Like, we have every angle yeah. in seconds. Why can't they just radio in, hey, let it go, no big deal. They say after further review, we're moving on. Or even if it's a missed call, I just don't understand why they just don't decide to. I, it's driving me crazy. But I, I don't get it. I, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't understand how we still miss calls. But it's yeah. it is what it is, you know? It's Yeah. All right. Let's – this was a good tangent. That got the greases going a little bit. We, now we're gonna, let's, get, let's get into it. Yeah. So today's let's, show, we're going to yeah. talk about the AFC West. Uh, talk a little bit about the NFL free agency coming up. Today's show is to really identify the players that could be on the move. But another wrinkle to this. So me and Matt have been talking about NFL cap casualties. And we've been talking about the teams that are in salary, salary cap hell, which means that they have to cut players, let alone resign players. And a couple of the teams we're going to talk about today are in those situations. So we're going to highlight some of those teams if they're in bad cap situations, but also talk about the players that could be on the move and the impact it could have on that player, but also the team. So today's AFC West, we're going to break down the Broncos, the Raiders, the Chiefs, and of course the Chargers. We're going to start off with the Denver Broncos. Now the Broncos, there isn't a lot of big time names because they just signed their receiving core. Sutton's under contract. Tim Patrick's coming back. Jerry Judy's still on his rookie deal. Javante's still on his rookie deal. And they just got Russell. But there are some interesting names. Two of their top linemen from this year According to snaps, Cam Fleming and Dalton Riser are also going to be free agents. Bill Billy Turner, who's their swing tackle, is a free agent, but also their backup running backs, Latavius Murray and Mike Boone. So there's some notable names here, especially with Javante coming off those injury. Those running backs could matter. The backup running back for the Broncos, especially oh, with Sean Payton, could matter. So what's your thoughts about this Denver free agency class? Any red flags? Anything that stood out to you? Yeah, I think, I mean, the immediate one is you look at this Broncos offensive line from last year. They were the worst in the league. I mean, they allowed Russell Wilson was the most sacked quarterback in the NFL last year um, by a significant margin. So, you know, yeah, you know, Fleming and Reisner, those are two guys who are free agents. But does Sean Payton want to bring back this offensive line who, I mean, they were atrocious last year. And then you mentioned uh, mentioned these two backup running backs, Latavius Murray, a name that played under Sean Payton in New Orleans. I think he's probably going to be be a guy who ends up sticking around. Um, Mike Boone, I, I, I mean, I, I, I really like Mike Boone. A lot of fantasy players I know are big fans of Mike Boone just because he's constantly a name that's on waivers because all these guys are constantly getting injured. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't think Mike Boone ends up getting retained um i think they'll ride with i honestly do think they'll ride with latavius murray until javante williams is fully healthy i i think that's that makes a lot of sense like two plus two like you got you got sean payton coming in he knows the offense and latavius murray's already there you could get him pretty cheaply it makes sense the only thing i will say is Mm -hmm. that the gm for the denver broncos technically is a vikings guy and he brought in mike boone and i do think that a name to monitor is alexander madison because if they could bring in that one-two punch from Minnesota, and then have a guy that they could lean on a little bit more than an aging 30-plus-year-old running back. Maybe that makes sense, especially while Javante coming back from injury. Plus, as we all know, like new coaching staff, they didn't draft Javante. They don't really have ties to him. Right. Now, I think that Javante will be a stud, like an Al- hopefully an Alvin Kamara type. But what's your thoughts on that potentially? Any other thoughts about the Denver Broncos? Yeah, I, I mean, I think if you want to throw another name in there, I'll just throw out the generic running back round three guy in this year's draft because this is a and I'm sure we'll do a ton of draft coverage but you know like this is a draft that's loaded with running backs and like you look at last year yeah obviously Walker Brees Hall all those guys uh, Damian Pierce and then you look at this year and you have that similar output so I think the Broncos could take a chance on a guy maybe go committee because you mentioned Sean Payton likes to go with those two running backs maybe a guy who can 
maybe more of a receiving back to complement Javante Williams downhill running. I think that would be a lot of fun to watch in this Broncos offense. That is hopefully a little bit rejuvenated next year, but uh, I mean, we'll, I mean, we'll yeah. see. Let's hope, let's hope Sean Payton. Listen, like I wanted to bring this up too. Broncos, $2.7 million in cap space. That is it. They have to, have to resign these guys. So they need money. So you can see some guys getting moved. All right, let's talk about those Kansas City Chiefs, the Super Bowl champs. Now the yes. Super Bowl champs, at this point, it's all gravy, right? You just won the Super Bowl, whatever. It's all good. But they do have some really notable names, including their star left tackle, Orlando Brown. Uh, Andrew Wiley, who is their right tackle. So their both tackles are free agents right now. Then you got Juju, McKinnon, Watson, Hardman, Jones. There's a bunch of guys that maybe aren't the key guy, like Travis Kelsey, but there's a lot of excitement because you have Sky Moore, Darius Tony there. Waiting in the wings. So maybe a couple of these guys move. The Chiefs do have $11 million in cap space, but that's not that much. So I don't see them going out and resigning. But McKinnon, Watson, Hardman, those guys might not command a lot of money. What's your thoughts on the Chiefs offseason? Do you think they resign these guys? Or are you targeting like a Tony Sky more this offseason? Yeah, I think the good news about the Chiefs is that their their defense is super young. So they have a lot of young pieces there, obviously, besides their defensive line. Um, but you have to bring back I, the number one priority has to be this offensive line with, with Orlando Brown and Wiley, because you give up no sacks in the Super Bowl. The offensive line is the reason why you won the Super Bowl, you know, Andrew Reed and, and be enemy if he ends up coming back, but whoever the offensive coordinator is there next year, they're going to want to continue to establish that run, which the chiefs have gotten better at over the last couple, you know, over the last 18 weeks of the season, 19 weeks. And, it's in order to do that, you have to have that buffed up offensive line. I think Juju will come back on that prove it. You know, he was on that one year prove it deal. I, I think that he won a ring. He's a very, um, he doesn't seem like a money oriented kind of guy as we saw in, in that one year prove it contract. So I think he'll end up coming back to Kansas City on a cheap deal. Um, and I think Hardman does end up walking. Yeah. I, the other thing too, so we do these salary cap. Uh, shows too because we wanted to see like the AFC the one guy that they could save money <coughs> against the cap is Marcus Valdez Scantley so really right. all the receiving core could be entirely different but it's just like we can't <laughs> trust Tony's health are we gonna do are, are, are we gonna uh all right well anyway I was just saying like we got Kateri's Tony coming into this whole thing and we also have uh, you know I think Tony and, and Sky Moore could be walking into just a monster situation. Because if the Chiefs yeah. decide to go into this and say we need to get the offensive lineman back, they only have $11 million over the cap. So it's going to take a lot more than that. They're going to have to cut salary anyway to get those two guys signed, which I think is the priority. They already got Sky Moore and Kadarius Toney waiting behind MVS if they keep him on. Um, so I think that, that those guys, that offseason is going to be huge. There's going to be value to have in players. Now, my question for you is this. Sky Moore was probably a borderline late first round pick last year in dynasty leagues. Do you think you get him for a second? Do you even want him for a second round dynasty pick? Man, I was, I don't know if you remember, I was the biggest Sky Moore guy when he was coming out of college. I was so high on Sky Moore. Um, and the fact that his first NFL touchdown came in the Super Bowl is, is ridiculous. And it's, I couldn't even believe it, but um I think Sky Moore is worth. I mean, like, you got to wait to see what they do with this receiver class. But like, are we really going to do this again with the Tyreek Hill thing, where it's like, oh, they're going to lose all their receivers, and then maybe the Chiefs will be bad yeah. again. The Chiefs are going to be bad this year, and then you know they win another Super Bowl. So I think that no matter who, what receiver is there, but to be fair, like, other than Kelsey, which receiver on this Chiefs team had a real fantasy impact all year? 
You know, like I can't think of a guy who was consistent yeah. in that role because there wasn't. I mean, Juju was fine for a lot of weeks. Hardman was like, I don't however many games Hardman even played. Like, yeah, I I, I think that Sky Moore in, in the second, in a, I don't know. I, I don't know if he's worth that, that high of a pick. I, I really don't. That's interesting. Okay. Cause like, especially coming from someone who loved him to think. I know, I know, I know, I know. I was, I'm, I'm, I was thinking about it. Cause I'm like, you know, this is a guy that, you know, they, they invested in as the kind of Tyree kill future pick here. Hardman's going to be potentially gone. It doesn't seem like he's coming back, but Hardman was somebody who just scored touchdowns like crazy. It made no (laughs) sense. His role was really weird, but overall, I do think that the, that this is a situation we should be monitoring. And I think, a speculative reach out to the sky more owner in dynasty leagues isn't a bad idea right now to see if they're yeah. if they're willing to just dump them you might get them super cheap it might be worth the like a mid to late second round pick if you can get them there not a bad idea to do that yeah totally i think that uh sky more i mean like if if all these guys walk if juju hardman all these guys end up walking then yeah Sky Moore's totally worth it. But I think if all if, if Juju comes back, they're gonna feature Tony a lot more. Who knows what they're gonna do in the draft? I don't know how much Sky Moore is gonna be featured, but there's a chance he comes out and he tears it up next year. And I could be completely wrong. And this is gonna get clipped and put all over Twitter. So anyway. don't worry about it. The only one that would clip it is me, and I would never do that to you, buddy. <laughs> don't worry about it. Your secret is safe with me. No, but Isaiah Pacheco is one I want to talk about too, because Dog. McKinnon McKinnon. I think they could get him back cheap, right? McKinnon's a nice player, but he's not going to command a big contract, and it makes a ton of sense just to bring him back again. But it looks like Clyde is healthy and active. He could be a cut. He's basically done there. But Checo is someone where next year are we going to hesitate to draft him? Because, listen, it was annoying as shit. How many 16 for, you know, 65 games could you have? The guy looked awesome getting, like, five yards per carry. But they when they get to the red zone, they run a gadget play to Travis Kelsey every five right, seconds. Right. So it is a little frustrating. But what's your thoughts on Pacheco next year? Are you going to be all in on him? Where do you think he might go in drafts? Yeah, I'm, I'm a little biased because he's representing Jersey. But I uh, he, he's, he's, a, he's a Rutgers guy. So, I mean – I I love Pacheco. I really do. Uh, he's he's a great downhill runner. He does everything well. I mean, talk about Kyle Brandt's angry run. Like that's the definition of an angry run. Every time he gets yeah. the ball, right? Like I saw a tweet today that was, I say Pacheco runs like they're gonna kill his family if he doesn't get, uh, if he doesn't <laughs> yeah. get five yards per carry every single time yeah. he touches the ball. Oh. So he's. It's, it's so it's, animated. It's so animated the way he runs. He's like, yeah, he's running like this. Like, it's, it's, all, so it's animated. awesome. It's, it's like, so yeah. awesome. But um, if, if the Chiefs continue to establish that ground game and they want to establish that ground game, then Pacheco should have a pretty decent year next year. But I think in terms of his ADP, I don't know about Dynasty. I'm not a huge Dynasty guy, but in terms of redraft, um, I, I think that owners are going to be wary of that. Like they, Because we already, we already bid, I, I personally did, on Clyde Edwards Hilaire. People are drafting him in the first round two years ago. You know, like I think that people are a little bit a little bit broken from that still. So I think Pacheco might fall to that that fourth, that that third, fourth round. Um, like we saw a lot of guys do this year. Yeah, I agree with that one. Right, let's talk about the Los Angeles Chargers. This one's gonna be relatively quick because they don't have a lot going on. But here's a huge caveat to this one. Yeah, Trey Pickett, uh Pipkins was <laughs> their main right tackle. And Big DeAndre names. Carter. Yeah, it's not huge. Not huge. <laughs> but here's the thing, right? So the Chargers are $22 million over yes. the cap, over the cap heading into the season. And Justin Herbert, by the way, isn't even on his big, big contract yet. So it's like there, there's a lot of money they need to shed heading yeah. into this offseason. And listen, DeAndre Carter, for what it's worth, was the next guy up after Keenan Allen. So if Keenan Allen, by the way, who could be a cap casualty, 
could be on the move there. Just something I think is worth noting to watch this situation because if Carter walks and they cut the, uh, Keenan Allen, I mean, Josh, Josh Palmer could be an absolute <laughs> monster next year alongside Mike Williams. Any thoughts about these guys really quickly before we move on to the Raiders? Yeah, uh, Keenan Allen looked at, I mean, he looked a step slower in the games when he came back. You saw it, you watched the film. He just, he looked a little bit slower and that's natural because he, I mean, that kind of injury is, it's tough to rebound from right away. Um, but I think Keenan Allen is on the move. A name I heard, Khalil Mack, might be a cap casualty this this offseason. I don't know how likely that is. But I, I've heard this argument. This is something I want to touch on, too, because people are talking about, oh, you know, this argument, you can't win the, you can't win a Super Bowl. Oh, the Chiefs just paid their quarterback big money, and they just won a Super Bowl. What happened to that argument? Like, when you have Patrick Mahomes, and you they, they did lose Tyreek Hill. They lost a big name. They mm-hmm. what Patrick Mahomes can make up for that, and they still had Travis Kelsey. This is the prime time for Herbert. I yep. love Herbert, but Herbert is not Mahomes. Nobody's Mahomes, right? Nobody can make up for that that loss of a receiver. So they need to do something to either if they end up cutting Keenan Allen, they need to maybe draft a guy. That's po- that's a possible first round pick for the Chargers. Just get a guy who can step right in, um, fill that Keenan Allen role pretty much be a wide receiver one right away, which is a tough ask for a rookie, but with the cap situation that they're in having to pay Justin Herbert, now is the time with him on his rookie deal because he's going to command big money. But that's the crazy part, right? Because they're $22 million over the cap right now. And Herbert's making $8 million next season. Like this is his last year of his rookie deal. Like they have to pay this man like 35, 40, $50 million. And they're already 22 million over the cap. That is going to be a problem. And I just think the other thing I would say this, Patrick Mahomes has Andy Reid. Could you imagine? I, I wish there was right. a way we right. could do a Kyle Shanahan, Andy <laughs> Reid, all quarterbacks need to go to them first. And we can see how good everybody is really with those uh, guys. Cause I think that is a huge barometer, but we'll see Kellen Moore could be really fun this off season uh, with Kellen Moore and Justin Herbert. So I'm looking I, for I lay awake at night wondering what Zach Wilson would be if he was drafted by the Niners. I, I do. I, I very <laughs> I, I, I wonder what he would look like. Would he still suck? I don't know. I, I just – it's like the Baker Mayfield thing. He goes to the Rams, and all of a sudden he starts to look – Baker looked a little sexy again with the Rams. I think that's like – he got a little – and I apologize. I forgot Sean McVay. How dare yeah. I? Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, and Andy I mean, Reid. My apologies. Maybe you throw a Bill Belichick in there from the old school, I guess. But just – I feel like every quarterback should spend at least one season with those guys. And we can then know. I think Baker – might have earned himself a little money this offseason because he looked oh, yeah. confident again with McVay. I would love for him to go back to the Rams as a backup. Yep. I mean, Stafford, look, but- you'll, you'll, you'll take – I'm hearing the Bucks as a possibility for Baker, and I wouldn't hate that depending on who – I mean, what depending on what their offseason looks like. I don't know what Baker would look like with, you know, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, all those weapons. It yeah. could be fun, but, I mean, that it, it, if there was any game – that did it. It was the game against the team that we're about to talk about. So what a perfect transition, Bobby. Like, like, like what? Like, that's why we do it. Honestly, that's why honestly, we do this. I just got a little emotional because that transition <laughs> just makes you feel so good. I'm like, wow, Jacob, just you're growing up right before my eyes. I love it. That's oh, perfect. Stuff. Great broadcasting, folks. Anyway, Las Vegas Raiders, folks, is on, next on our list. 17 million of cap space, so not too bad. But this sounds like a team that's just going to gut. They want to get rid of the John Gruden era. It's clear with Derek Carr. See you later. This money doesn't even count Derek Carr. So there's going to be some money that's going to have additional cap space. So they're going to have room to pay these guys. They have Matt Collins, um, 
a couple offensive linemen that they had from this offseason. Now you're going to try to say Jermaine Alumonar. I guess that's his name. He's the right Maybe. tackle. Alex Bars, left guard. Josh Jacobs, Foster Morneau, Keelan Cole, some additional depth pieces at running back, and then Jared Stidham, who I think will probably come back that's on a, a cheaper on a deal. Yeah, so this one is a lot of names. There's a lot of movement here. The, the biggest one and the most notable, of course, is Josh Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think he's coming back to L, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders? What do you think about this free agent class and the impact it will have on the Raiders? I feel like such an idiot talking about Josh Jacobs after the the slander that I put him through last offseason. I mean, like the fact that I I wrote an article, I wrote an article for this website about how Zamir White was was going to come in and take snaps yeah. from Josh Jacobs, and then Josh Jacobs gave me the bird, and then was the NFL's leading rusher this season. That was, was not that was not yeah. on my bingo. That was not on my bingo card. But yeah, no, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is probably not gonna come back. I would assume. I mean, that yeah. was he made that pretty clear. And and after that last game, um, why would he? I I, I I this team is clearly tanking slash not good. Um, I don't know which way they want to fall. Um, they're in a tough division. Josh Jacobs is going to have a lot of opportunities somewhere else. A lot of teams need a running back. Um, I mean, listen, he's he's coming. This is the perfect time to hit free agency. It is because he's gonna. This is the year where he's going to get the most money, um, and he did it behind yeah. a bad offensive line too. So, I mean, good for Josh Jacobs. But no, I don't, I don't think he's going to end up coming back. Um, to as to where he goes. Man, I I have no idea. I need to I need to do some more research on on some of those connections where he might yeah. end up. But it could be anywhere. A lot of everyone yeah. is a running back. Yeah, uh, you know I think when I was looking at this one too, is uh, the Raiders are going to have a lot of space. When they get when Carr leaves, he's going to give up thirty million dollars, and they're going to save thirty million against the cap as soon yeah. as he's off their roster. So now they're going to have forty seven million dollars to spend when they already have Devontae. Epps. But the biggest caveat here is they do need a quarterback. Do they go get an Aaron Rodgers? Do they go get another, like a Jimmy Garoppolo type quarterback and right. give him decent money? Now, granted, Rodgers is going to command huge money. And Garoppolo, they could probably get like 20 million in that range. I don't even know what Garoppolo's contract would be. But but Garoppolo makes sense because of the ties to Josh McDaniels. So, like, half of that cap space is already gone trying to get a quarterback and maybe mostly gone if you go after a guy like Rodgers, which I don't know if that's going to make a lot of sense. I. I don't know how Rodgers will really mesh with Josh McDaniels. Personally, I'll leave it. I think Rodgers no, will be always – zero <laughs> shot that that works, bro. There I know. No he's, it just something doesn't seem right. That doesn't. I think he wants a Jimmy Garoppolo type guy, someone who knows – maybe a Joby, Jacoby Brissett to hold the tide down for a rookie quarterback maybe. But I, I just think overall Zamir White's the guy that you're going to – your boy Zamir White can redeem you very handsomely next year if they let Josh Jacobs oh. walk. But one of the – I'll just, just say it was a dynasty article. That's that's what yeah. I'll say. It was a dynasty that's I, article. That's how I took it, buddy. I was like, <laughs> I was, always got your back. I was like, this is a dynasty article. What are you guys talking about? He's going to be awesome. But the other thing I want to talk about, too, is the tight end situation, right? Because Darren Waller, they stopped, like one of the biggest things I learned this offseason was Waller did not play as much, not because of just the injury, but also because on the field, he only was over 75% of the snaps in two games this year. He did that in almost every game prior. And I think that there's an out in his contract. So you signed that big deal last offseason, and I was like, oh, shit, Darren Waller. Technically, they could save some money against the cap this year if they cut him, but he they have an out after this season. So Waller could walk as soon as next year in this contract. And with Foster Manor in the move, 
the history that this scheme has with tight ends, with Rob Gronkowski, all the way back to Aaron Hernandez and company, that that's a position you want to watch. Who do they bring in? Do they bring in a rookie this year? Do they bring in a, a, a free agent tight end that might eat into Darren Waller? That's something I want to watch with the Raiders. But overall, it's that it's till they get a quarterback. I, I listen. Jared Stidham was fun, like for that game or two, <laughs> but he game. came back crash came crashing back down real fast. Any final thoughts about any of these teams before we close out the show? I mean, <laughs> the tight end thing is funny because the uh, the Raiders have what the third pick. There's somewhere, but they're in between three and six, I think. Um, it's fine. I, 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 I forget, but. I, I would assume that if they don't get Aaron Rodgers, they're going to spend that pick on a rookie, um, which totally makes sense to me. It really does. But man, seven. how, how, oh, seven. So, I mean, yeah. how, how Raiders would it be? I know it's new management, but how Raiders would it be if they drafted Michael Mayer at, at number seven, the, the tight end out of Notre Dame? I mean, to take him and then just the biggest bird to to Darren Waller and to Moreau, who you're yeah. going to let walk. Who Moreau is a guy who all fantasy players know he is the streaming tight end. Like him and Jared Cook were the guys for a long time. Um, but I've I, I I don't know. The Raiders are a dumpster fire. They're heading in the wrong direction. I I, I can't see this ending well with Josh McDaniels. Um, yeah. I don't know what they're going to do at quarterback if, if it's not Aaron Rodgers. They were very much relying on Tom Brady. Sure, they could go after Jimmy Graham and he could play nine games or t- eight games, nine games a season. Um, and you can have Jarrett sit and back him up. And I don't know, behind a bad offensive see, line. And I can see that happening. I can whatever see that go with Garoppolo and let him and Stidham duke it out. And they're going to go. But like the thing with Garoppolo, Garoppolo's not a bad quarterback. But the problem is he doesn't sure. stay healthy. I'm tired. Like at this point, he's proven this dude I mean, cannot stay on the field. You cannot bank on Jimmy Garoppolo playing you 17 games and then three plus more in the playoffs when you a Super Bowl. It just hasn't really happened yet in his career. So I, I, I just think that yes, it might be a nice placeholder. But the other problem is, you better make it work with Darren Waller because after Devontae Adams, you got Hunter Renfro, yeah. you got uh, Matt Collins who had a career year, which is nice, which is great. But you need weapons, especially if you're going to have an average quarterback. You better have you better have other guys than totally. Devontae Adams. So I, I think that Josh McDaniels will go get a guy that he likes. I could see them maybe trying to pull the trigger at seven four quarterback, but they're gonna have plenty of cap space to do it. If they want to go get Rodgers, they could do it. But I could see them going more of the Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe even a Jacoby Brissett route, um, if they feel needed. Because Brissett wasn't that bad this year. Do you, no, he's you better than him? Deshaun Watson. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that, that's that. a whole – that's another podcast for another day. All right, folks, <laughs> that's all we got for today. Once again, I want to thank Jacob Chardo for jumping on to discuss the NFL free agency for the AFC West. Before we close out, I want to make sure you follow us across the board at Razzball Fantasy on YouTube, IG, and TikTok. And, of course, make sure you jump over to Razzball.com for all the insight you need to win your fantasy leagues. Thank you. You can follow Mick J- and follow Jacob Chardo. It's Jacob Charno, right? Just – or is there an underscore in there? No, there's no underscore. It's just my it's name. Just, I got it simple. Just, keep it real simple. Follow the man. He brings a great analysis. Want to thank him again. We are out of here.